and we are live. Shane Fernandez, what is up? What's up, Brent? How are you? I'm happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm good. I'm good. Just saying how we're doing these, this in the middle of the day, and it's kind of nice, and daylight still. Got a whole day after this, but how are you? I'm great. This is perfect timing. Nice break. Uh, we're kicking a lot of things off in the BMX world this week, so uh, this was this is a perfect break, so I appreciate you making time. Yes, so that's partially some of what I wanted to talk about today, but before we get to what's happening, I wanted to to ask you, what is your official title in what you're doing? <laughs> so president of USA BMX, and that's racing freestyle, and then the chairman of the USA BMX Foundation. And then I'm the CEO of ABA Ethos, which is our architecture engineering construction arm. Okay, that is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and for the people who might not know, what exactly is USA BMX? So we are the biggest youth cycling organization and one of the biggest cycling organizations in North America, right? So we have 320 tracks, uh, racing tracks in the United States. Uh, that doesn't include our tracks in Canada. Uh, we run the amateur freestyle uh, national series, um, <laughs> as you know, mm -hmm. uh, which launched, uh, gosh, I guess it's about two and a half years ago now. Yep. Yep, two and a half years ago. Um, yeah, so uh, we've, uh, you know, founded in the 70s and uh, have our new Hall of Fame. This year we opened up our, our new headquarters in Tulsa. Uh, so it's a pretty amazing job surrounded by amazing people. Yeah, you've got, you've got quite a lot going on. And, and I always make it a point to say whenever your title comes up that we did our original live stream and I had no idea that you were the president and all of these things until we were doing the live stream we talked yeah. about all of this stuff and you never once said who you were or really anything or in a way that i would remember and then we were announcing this new thing on my live stream and, and i just appreciated that about you that you would be in that position and like just be willing to talk to me no, well, it's a, as you know, I mean, I think anybody that's, uh, you know, lucky enough to be in a position like this, you're surrounded by experts. Like that's, that's the key to the team, right? So yeah. <laughs> unless if you walk into a boardroom and, and you're not the dumbest person in there, <laughs> you've got the wrong team. You want your team a, a lot smarter than you. <laughs> that, that's a great point. Uh, yeah. uh, on the note of USA BMX Freestyle this week, the, schedule was announced and all of the locations and timing and where everything was going to be going down and i kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that so yeah absolutely. what's going on well you know it's it's uh it's been interesting especially as we started from an idea and focus groups to the momentum it's gaining now and and then now the coordination right so you know it goes back to the basics um so first we have to look at are we are we sticking to the, the core purpose of this, which is to engage as many freestylers as we can, both um, on the amateur side, make sure we have opportunity for the pros that we're supporting them in their journey, whatever that might be. Uh, and as you know, that journey has the rules always change, right? And when they mm -hmm. get into the, the global arena, um, and then you know you talk about the the freestylers we don't know yet. These are the ones that are um, you know the kids that are 
uh, you and, and a lot of the pros out there are, are their heroes and they have no idea how to, how to get involved. So going back to the schedule, um, it's always been designed where it, you know, it starts locally with a, a digital platform where riders can just engage with that. Yep. But then it moves to a, a local park or community park then it moves to a big facility. Now that's your that's your Woodward, right? The mega the megaplexes, right? Yep. Um, and that that philosophy has really worked. So, um, but the the dynamics of that is we're we're constantly trying to, especially on the local side, test new markets, uh, empower some of the parks that have reached out, saying, "Hey, this is awesome. Can you do it? You know, in our in our facility." Um, so there's been a lot of research, uh, a lot of really good momentum, um, but it's as uh, when it gets down to probably November, we have to start making decisions. Um, and then timing wise, internally as a corporation, that's also the timing of our grand national championships on the racing side, which last year was the biggest race in BMX history in the world, which is great, but you can see the, you know, it kind of bottlenecks, right? Mm -hmm. So um, December, the team, uh, Tony D, Cody, Kyle, um, they, they really, you know, put their nose to the grindstone and, and took a look at a lot of different locations. We're really excited about the variety, um, especially on the local side of what we're offering this year. Yeah, so I've got the schedule pulled up right now for anyone who would want to see it. We got round one in Oviedo, Florida, February yep. 3rd through 4th. Two is in San Diego, California, the 17th through 18th. I'm assuming that's at the, uh, the YMCA park, Claremont. Um, I'll, I, I'll have to check. I'm looking here at my calendar and it doesn't have the exact uh, park. We are linking that with, um, with a, a race. So that one will actually be like a festival type. Oh, nice. Yeah. Kind of like what we did at Woodward where we got racing, the freestyle going on. And actually we're going to have Stasic going on as well. Our e-bike series. Awesome. So I, I, we don't know for sure, but I'm guessing, uh, then you got Tulsa, April 21st through 22nd. Woodward East, May 19th through 21st. Salt Lake City, Utah, June 16th. North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina area in August. Michigan in September. And then the finals at Woodward West yep. in October. I'm going to show you how to pick the perfect format. Uh, yeah, so those are all going on. And for somebody who has never heard of USA BMX Freestyle in the contests or anything like that, can you give like the quick recap on like what these even are? Yeah, yeah. So it <clears throat> it starts with uh, I'll, I'll, and and some of this will be new, right? Which is kind of cool, Ooh, right? That's yeah. Great. All right. So as I talk about the live events, there's a new aspect we did this year that we're we're excited about. Um, you know, so really the way it's going to work is we have, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, we will have a digital platform riders can engage on uh, a live platform that they can engage on. And within the live platform, we have a semi-new platform, right? So uh, I'll, I'll start with the digital. The reason we do the digital, obviously, again, as I mentioned, these are for, uh, not only it, it gives the riders to be engaged. Again, we're, we're talking about amateur focus. So these aren't riders who are fully sponsored yet. Some of them are. <laughs> yeah. Some of them aren't. And the ones that aren't, that have a lot of talent, we want to give them uh, an opportunity to showcase themselves uh, on the platform and, and in, in the arena, right? So um, with uh, with this year, it's going to be similar to last year. So we'll have two national scores on the live event. So um, a rider who's participating can do, does two digital, 
um, through the year. Uh, they do two national um, scores, uh, plus the final score if they choose to do that and get nationally ranked um, at Woodward, right? So that would be a total of three live, two digital. The thing that is different with the live uh, events this year is we're adding a jam session on Friday night. So um, you've been to the events, <clears throat> you know, Tony runs away because uh, we tease him so much and then we're all <laughs> hanging around and it's like a hornet's nest because you have a little bit of dead time and we thought, you know what? One of the things I noticed, and, and you've seen this, I walk around a lot, right? So yeah. I talk to the families and I'll just talk to, to some of the riders who aren't competing. And um, it's been interesting, some of the feedback I've received just in those conversations, you know, so they'll say, these are the riders that aren't competing. I, I didn't know about it. Or they'll say, ah, I'm a little intimidated, you know, don't, don't know. I kind of wanted to watch to see if, you know, they can even hang. Um, so what we thought we would do is on Friday nights after practice, we're all going to hang out. We're going to pull the judges, um, and we're going to have a, a jam, you know, a jam. And, uh, it's pretty neat. You know, you, you think about, again, surrounding yourself with experts, you know, all our sponsors from last year have come back to the table. Hyper is, is the, the series, uh, title sponsor again, and Mongoose has really jumped on this, this jam session, right? So. Um, that jam session really is for no points. It's actually, you know, there's going to be product. There's going to be the coaches there, uh, you know, mentoring. Uh, we're going to be just uh, handing out kind of like, you know, some cash prizes, best trick awards, uh, things like that. Really just to get the riders connected um, and, and build that confidence. And then also, too, it's a shame that you have, you know, these judges and pros and legends in the sport that are there and we're, we're not doing more to engage them off when they're not just judging right so yeah you know you the, the the heat show up for practice they practice they're off the course the next heat comes in we really just want to amplify that time that is a cool idea because friday night usually ends up being a jam session anyways yeah. with right. everybody who's there so that's that's going to be a really cool way to do everything that you described. I like that. Yeah, I think it's going to it's going to connect a lot of uh, a lot of dots that uh, that were there already, but uh, just make them stronger. Yeah, man, that's sweet. Cool. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. So that's going to be at each one of these stops. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Sweet. And then also too, that gives us a chance. One of the things we've talked about is, you know, especially when you get into the street aspect of freestyle, um, finding there's there's two two sides of the philosophy of running an event like that right mm -hmm. so you, do we mix it up i'd like to um where we have some more diverse events where we have street or pool specific um and we're doing that you'll, you'll see this has got especially the tulsa uh facility that uh, which is really cool that's uh um you know especially for me that that park is literally 100 feet from my house right oh wow yeah, so it's it's got pools. We're going to build a box jump inside inside one of the pools. Um, it's got a street section, so that one will be a little bit more hybrid. Um, but yeah, we're just we're just constantly asking ourselves, you know, what what are the things can we do to engage um, on you know different freestyle? But the jam sessions do that because you don't necessarily have to have you can have a jam session anywhere uh, where right. the park is right. So um, yeah, we're uh, we're we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, and it engages all of the people who want to come to these events just to yeah. be there too, not necessarily riding in the contest part of it, but are just there to 
you know, hang out and ride if they can. Yeah, I could ride in a jam session. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm out Tony D. <laughs> there you go. Shane versus Tony, who's going to win? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'm curious, too, to hear, I mean, we just talked about development of things, how you feel that things compare today to the original idea behind the inception of USA BMX Freestyle. Um, oh, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm so pleased by, and it, 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 it takes a village. It's, it's, you know, every idea and conversation that we've received from the writers and so, you know, or their parents or the sponsors, um, our judges, um, the competitors, uh, we, we've really taken to heart. I, I kind of keep a running tab. You know, you'll see me at an event and someone will be talking and I'll pick out my phone. I said, hey, I'm not texting. I'm literally taking a note because <clears throat> this needs to make the list as we look at next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't believe where we are. I'm, I'm really excited. It's uh, really happy uh, that the feedback uh, that we've been receiving has, has been great. We're always going to have challenges. We're always going to fumble the ball. But uh, overall, uh, really, really stoked about what it's evolved to. And it's just gotten to a whole new level, um, really. Yeah, I mean, when you first came to me talking about this concept back in, I think it was the it was the end of 2019 or beginning yeah. of 2020, whenever that was, your whole mindset was we want to try to give the people who want to reach the top a path to the top and i feel like i mean would you agree that that's kind of happening i mean we've seen it oh it's it's um you know i made a a quick list and i i can't recite it off off the top of my head i'm getting getting too old but how many of the amateurs uh, through this series have come out with sponsorships product um increased uh, visibility um, the other thing that I think that inspires me, I was talking to Ryan Nyquist, Coach Nyquist, I'm sorry. Yeah, Coach, there you go. Nyquist and, uh, and Jamie Staff about this is, you know, listening to the parents say, hey, you know, you know before you know, my child or my, my kid was, they'd ride at the local park and they'd be stuck on something. Um, with these events, what you're seeing is, you know, the, the power of, of the team, the herd, right? Mm-hmm. And they feed off one another. So just the, uh, I think the momentum of, of you know, it's awesome. I, 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 I've learned this now twice. Come back and in the first competition, you'll see the rider that you saw at the finals. And just in two or three months, you're like, whoa. <laughs> right. <laughs> when, when did you learn all those? So uh, that's that's what's been real cool to see, right? Um, and then the other one that the other thing that has been really fun to to watch are the the riders that come in out of the blue, that pretty unknown, mm-hmm. and uh, they go out there and just kill it. <laughs> and and uh, you know they 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 got this big smile on their face, and a lot of them will come up afterwards and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you for doing this. And you hear this a lot. I had no idea. I had no idea I could even be relevant. <laughs> and all of a sudden you see the, the spark go off. And, you know, we're doing that one at a time. And uh, it's been awesome. Yeah, I, I, we've seen it. We've definitely seen it. And I think, I feel like Free Agent might have been one of the first that really started to, like, look at people from here with uh, Caden Stone, I think mm-hmm. it was, WBMX. 
I feel like he like pretty much won that contest and immediately went on to start, you know, <laughs> and I think as time goes, that'll just continue to be a theme of what happens. Oh yeah. You know, just, and then just our, our, uh, you know, our expert class at the time and you're seeing it, especially the, this last year, they're signing up in C1s. Mm-hmm. And yeah, here we go. Here we go. It's, right? it's real. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think you and I talked about this, you know, back in 2019. It's like, okay, we're going to kick this off. It's going to get rolling. Uh, our, our goal is to make sure it's sustainable and every year we evolve, you know, but really, you know, our, where we're going to see the, the impact of this is 2028. Oh, that, wow. I need Los Angeles uh, Olympics and the, that globe, that global, the, the Olympics in Los Angeles. But, um, because at free on freestyle you can qualify at 15 years old, right? So it's it's a uh, you know some some of the this young blood that's that's you're seeing um, they're they're not they're not quite there yet. They'll miss Paris, but when when LA hits, that's going to be an amazing to watch. In fact, I think we should live stream watching that together <laughs> and, and just be like, oh my gosh, at the Oklahoma. <laughs> at yeah. the facility like unless unless we're physically there and that that, that could be one of your <laughs> I, mean, I want to speak for myself i don't know if i'll be able, like that feels like way out of my reach almost but that would be amazing <laughs> another thing i'm curious about and you kind of talked a little bit about it with the scheduling thing though is like the the future of how these events look because they're already a weekend long event at this point where the the contest itself is the whole entire day. Then you've yep. got practice and now you're going to have this jam session. You have it being a week long event, but then there's people who are like, well, what about street? What about street yep. riding? All these things. And so I was curious to hear your thoughts on that, but you kind of already talked about how like the Tulsa one could be like a hybrid of it. And then that made me wonder like, Okay. Do maybe different stops have different purposes? Yeah. Well, you're 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 you hit the nail on the head. That's because that's what I'm thinking about next. Now, I don't I don't tell that to, if if Tony were sitting next to me, his eyes would roll back in his head, because it you know and and they're in the team's defense. I totally get it. I mean, we there there's there's that path of just making sure these are high quality, mm-hmm. and quality not quantity, right? Yeah. Now. Going back to your question, I, I do think, you know, I'm just going to say a five-year window. Uh, yeah, ultimately, if my, on my wish list, it would be awesome. You know, maybe I have two different teams. One's focused on park, one's focused on team. Um, we throw in dirt jump, dirt jumping in there. Yeah. That, that would be my wish list where we're, we're hitting it uh, the way I, I think, you know, we should be. Um, you you got to start somewhere. But, uh, yeah, and, and I think that could be, that, you know, kind of like our, our racing side. Um, the amount of events that they, they, they put on and they've got the big national, but then they've got state and they've got regional, um, almost learning from that. It's not the same, but mm. it, it's the same, but different. Um, they're amazing at blueprint and logistics, um, that team. So, you know, growing, adding some younger team members, coaching them up and then, you know, dividing and conquering. Right. So don't have the answer for that one yet, but it is absolutely on our radar. I think it's totally attainable too. If you talk about having multiple different teams where, you know, maybe Tony doesn't have to worry about going from one city that this weekend to two weeks later, he's got to get to the other side of the country for the street yeah. or 
back and forth and dirt and they can all what's awesome about that is they can all exist simultaneously because the people who might go to the park one might not necessarily want to go to the street one so it's like you don't have to worry as much about that's yeah cool i like that it's on the radar and for anyone who thinks about that because i know when they when all this first came up it was like well, what about street and what about all these other things and we this is what we talked about is like you got to yeah. start somewhere yeah and <clears throat> i i promised my team I'm, I'm laughing when i say this they were like hey no more big ideas until february I, they, they threw that at me at the end of november <laughs> that's funny and i said okay i'm making a list but uh no in all seriousness you're you're exactly right i mean that 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 is the direction uh, we're heading one of the things that we're doing too and this is this is kind of random but it, it's relevant is you know i mentioned aba ethos the architecture and engineering side mm -hmm. so we're talking to a lot of cities right now and we are designing the racetrack the freestyle track and the pump tracks um and we're we're going into a trifecta model which is a triangle that hits all those and and the freestyle parks are going to have you know park street and and you know most likely some of these parks will have dirt jumping as well but as we start rolling these out uh because uh so again, within the next five years, some of these will be up and open at that point. Mm -hmm. um, all of those get a, get our sanctioned events, right, as part of it. So you, you have the engagement at the existing facilities now across the United States, but then that, so that's one, that's one thing we're implementing. So we're kind of working backwards on that, but we're working forwards on what's up and coming in the next five to 10 years, all those new facilities, and those will have the programming built in it. Nice. Awesome. Yep. That's so cool to hear about. Uh, one thing that came to mind, this is totally off track from what we were just talking about, but you mentioned some of the riders are sponsored. Is there like a, is there like a cutoff? Like how is somebody who's overqualified for this? Like is getting paid make you not able to enter? Uh, no. Uh, in fact, we, we changed some things up uh, this year. Uh, so I was going to talk a little bit about that. One of the things that we, it, it was it was it was really how do you define that fine line between amateur focus, but we're supporting the elites. So mm -hmm. we're we are we're the last two years all the C1 purses we we sponsored those, we ran mm -hmm. those events, um, even though they're not necessarily, uh, you know, in our series because they're at a higher level, right? But yeah. we feel that it's important that that's our purpose, right, to support them too. Um, one of the questions we were getting from the pros and the uh, the elites, and I'm going to screw this up. There was another thing, and, and uh, Tony could better explain this, but we we could not use the term professional um, that for for the first year, and I, I cannot remember why. Oh, okay. We had to use the term elite, um, and that also caused some dynamics. But the question started coming from your pros or your elites. Hey. We want to. We want to. You know, can we compete in your event? But we, we want to compete in your event, but we can't because there's not necessarily a C1 attached to all of them, right? Mm -hmm. So this year we've changed some things up. We thought long and hard about this one last year, and um, so we to uh, some of the changes to this year's series is we're we'll invite pros and elite to compete in what we're calling an expert open class. Um, so uh, what does that mean? Is that four of the eight national events. Um, are slated for the class to earn a payday. Um, so that expert open class also earns 100 more points per event 
to prevent riders from accumulating like equal earning points and lower skilled classes, right? So um, again, I'm gonna screw that up because my team, they're experts at the matrix of how yeah, all yeah. together. But you know, they ran all sorts of scenarios in terms of, well, what if you have somebody and, and you always will, that's gonna sandbag and then try to get points and then you know, come back around. And, and again, it's not gonna be perfect, but it's a start. And I'm excited about this one because then we can get, you know, the pros and elites can come in, they can, they can train. I also think some of our experts will have a good time with this as well because then they will be able to gauge themselves um, I saw a couple experts move to C1 over the last two years, and I, I was in, standing next to them, and they walked mm -hmm. in during practice, and just like eyes real big, turn around, they're like, ah, I'm, in the, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a little too much. Um, so anyway, I think this will be fun. Uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna give this a go and, and see how this works. Yeah, you guys are doing like over you're going over the top and just trying to be all inclusive for literally everyone that's it's it's really hard to do that and i think you guys are doing a great job at it well it's a it's been fun i'll i'll tell you that the my favorite thing in 2022 was watching that uh, i think it was, and I, I might get be off a little bit the 31 to 39 oh uh, yeah holy oh smoke. yeah <laughs> that that uh that has that has been amazing to watch, mm -hmm. um, and it, it's the same thing. We that first year we got some you know rumors. Hey, or not rumors. Uh, comments. Hey, you know there's kind of a huge gap. If you had this one gap, we're like, all right, let's try it. <laughs> Man, has that been that has that been entertaining to watch? And I just love watching those writers. They, they get so amped, and they're man, they're throwing down. They're they're it's a uh, they. Uh, they're not remembering they have to go to work on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. The fact that these classes exist could lead to some of these guys not having to have go to yeah. work because of the opportunities they create for themselves. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. It's um, and I hope I hope that's what what happens. You know. Me too. I mean, we talked about all of this years ago, and it's crazy to see it all happening. So. I feel like we've covered the USA BMX freestyle stuff pretty extensively. And uh, I have a lot of things I wanted to talk, just talk to you as a yeah. person. Like, I want to know how you ended up at USA BMX. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll give you a, 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 it can't be a, a short story. I'll make it quick, though. Okay. 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 So um, you have to start with the understanding originally, you know, so loved BMX growing up. Moto guy, Southern California, um, you know, road pipeline back when Eddie Fiola was there. So I geeked out when Eddie Fiola came to our Hall of Fame. I like gave him a hug. <laughs> like, hey, you don't remember? I was like 14. And his bike, his bike is like literally 100 feet from my desk now, right? But, um, you know, so my love for BMX has been lifelong, lifelong. Um, mm -hmm. And so, like most people, life takes over. Um, I, I've lived around the world, but, you know, really my, I do architect. I did arch architecture is what I do, right? Yeah. Uh, architecture, construction, development, and um, did some pretty big projects. I started getting into a lot of politics um, as part of that because, especially with economic development initiatives in cities, um, for example, if they say, "Hey, we want to build a, a BMX arena, <laughs> a stadium, headquarters," 
what does that mean? You know, what do the votes look like? What's that economic impact? How much is it going to cost if it takes five years? What's the inflation rate? What sites, you know, it, and that's how it started. So I was here, I'm here in Tulsa, I was leading a big uh, uh, billion dollar construction company. And, but on the political side, uh, you know, Grand, with Grand Nationals being here, the mayor then at the time said, hey, um, we have this, you know, tax package. We're putting a vision package. We're going to throw out there in about three years. And with BMX being here all the time, you love BMX. Why don't you go talk to them and, and see if you can't, you know, get them to move their headquarters here since their biggest race is here and they'll be centrally located. And, and first of all, I was like, oh, my God, heck, yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, e even even though I wasn't proactively racing, even in architecture school, I was watching Grand's every Thanksgiving break, right? I'd, so I'd watch X Games and you know watch all the all the the freestyle guys and things like that. So, um, yeah, it started there. That was in 2014, the first conversation. Uh, wow. So flew down to Chula Vista. The, the guys were there at the Olympic Training Facility. Uh, BA, the owner, and I went out to In and Out Burger. I have this hand sketch where he said, "Well, yeah, I mean, if we did, it'd, it'd have to be this big and." And it, yeah, started there. Um, so all the, uh, it went, we, we got it all passed with the voters and, you know, city council and, and the, all, all the legal ease and found the site. And in the process of doing that, of course, uh, you also have to mention too a little bit, the USA BMX Foundation is, is uh, an amazing, an amazing aspect of what we do. Um, it's engaged 250,000 kids with BMX across the, across the country. And, Mongoose is our champion, our sponsor in that, and and um, you know 300 over 320 schools. Um, with some of my politics, um, I have a lot of nonprofit board leadership too. Um, just experience on that. So, you know, we were out talking, and the BA asked me. He said, "Well, when we moved to Tulsa, um, what, what do you think about running this?" He's like, "You understand the sport. You understand. You know the guys." You know this facility in and out. I actually won the contract uh, for the, did all the preliminary design work and then won the contract for construction. And you know how to run a foundation and, and our foundation really needs to be revitalized and it can be bigger. So um, absolutely. Um, but uh, one of the opportunities I saw too was the quality of BMX as a whole. As we grow the sport, the facilities themselves have to evolve to match so that's why we launched ABA Ethos. So yeah, now we're doing architecture and engineering. So um, just you know, through serendipity, it all kind of aligned, right? <laughs> I learned that uh, serendipity is actually the wrong word. It's synchronicity. Synchronicity. Serendipity implies that it just happened out of like coincidence, and it just yeah. synchronicity implies that there's a design. Yeah, and you know what? That's true. Uh, I I would say. It's a little bit of both, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, there, there's there's so much of this. If if you would have told me ten years ago when I was in you know full blower running a corporation on architecture or construction that I'd be working for USA BMX and we'd be designing some of the leading new innovative facilities on the planet, I'd be like, what? Yeah, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> wow. That, yeah. I mean, one of those things synchronicity explains it. Yeah. It just isn't meant to be. Sounds like. So, so being at the president of USA BMX and all of this, what does your day-to-day -day look like? 
it it, ver- it varies so much. There's a lot of travel, um, so that that's one. I I try to get to the events. Last year was um, uh, just kind of a tsunami for everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. The entire team with the our headquarters opening up in um, spring break. We had the construction up to it, it opening. Uh, we didn't know what we you know we weren't sure what was going to happen. We kind of had an idea and a strategy, but of course you know you, you can't you can't really. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take last year out of it because last year was really a um, kind of a one-off, right? So this year, really want to spread my time between the race events, the freestyle events, uh, our e-bike series too. That's been interesting to watch as that phenomena grows. They don't compete against our racers or our freestylers, they, but they can use our facilities. They have their own series, completely different. Um, so that that's that's one. Uh, the other thing too is just the team. You know, we have our org chart has exploded in a good way. Um, the other interesting thing too, and this you know this is kind of a, a business thing. If you take a look at the core group of our our team, you know they're they're average tenure is over 20 years. They have known each other and have been doing this forever. Now you take a look at where we need to go and you take a look at the skill sets we now have as we have evolved. You have the core group, but now we have skill sets that are completely different. And and we have to we have to and I think I think this was apparent for me when I stood in our Hall of Fame, you know, if you've seen the timeline Obviously, it goes up to 2022, and it's got the whole history of BMX. Freestyle racing, everything, it's cool. But we've left room to grow. But if I stand at 2022 and look up and take a big step to my left, I'm retired. And I think about all the things that I'd like to see for the industry and our riders and my team. And uh, that's that's one of the big things I've, I've, I really want to focus on this year and get our leadership team to focus on is succession planning. These are younger uh, team members that we've brought on that have been there. Are, some of them are across the country helping with events. We've got to start empowering them and, and taking our knowledge and, and transferring it to them. Um, so that's going to be a, a big question for our team in this first quarter is, OK, if you get hit by a bus, who who takes your place? And, and, and do you feel like you've transferred that knowledge? I mean, I mean, we have team members that just know so much about how events should be run, the history of the sport, why things are done a certain way, and um, we, we got to transfer that. So, uh, succession, uh, our ethos um, model, as I said, is is moving forward. So we're, I'm also as part of that. We're designing the new US, the USA BMX National Freestyle Headquarters, which is just as big as our racing arena. So and it's on the same site. So Tulsa will have both of those. Those will be side by side. Um, so. That has been, I'm so excited about that. Um, so we're, we're gonna be making some announcements. Um, you'll probably see more of that coming as we, we get wrapped up on the documents at the end of this year. Uh, but honestly, you know, those type of projects, again, three to five years out, right? But if we're in that facility uh, in three years, it's gonna be amazing. Um, and then uh, I think also too is just, then you just have the operation side of it of a business, right? Um, the found, the foundation is another one that's going to take, uh, uh, thank God we've, we've completely reset that team. Mm-hmm. We have a new executive director, new programs, manager, new programs there. We're getting grants. I mean, it, it is up and running. Um, now we need to expand it. So we, um, we 
we're doing STEM programs across the country. Uh, this last year, we condensed it. We kind of just focused it only on rebuilding the team and restructuring, kind of rebuilding the engine. But that engine's running, and now we got to we got to with new programs. So now we got to expand it. So, um, yeah, and then uh, just just the exciting things too of just I love visiting with our sponsors and and our riders and hanging out with them. I, I learned so much from everybody in the in the industry because those are valuable in terms of where we need to go. Yeah. So, can you just real quick like define what the USA BMX Foundation is and like the mission of it? Yeah. So get more kids on bikes. Right. So uh, <laughs> through BMX. Yeah. So it focuses, um, you know, it's got we have different programs so we can go K through 12. Uh, but uh, and, you know, the new program Rise, which we launched at the headquarters um, this year, six month program that focused specifically on underserved communities and the kids within those. And Hyper is a big it's been a champion of that, which has been amazing. Um, yeah, it's uh you know, you, you talk about how, how do you engage more kids? If, you know, I want on the spectrum, yeah, how do you get engage more kids at the events, right? So we were just saying, oh, we'll do a gym, right? And then on the racing side, if I asked the same question, they'd say, well, our track operators in each one of our locations, you know, they should be out, you know, in the community, just telling people about what we do. They should be at the schools, you know, so it's kind of word of mouth. And, and then you have the the digital science of how do we, when people are on Instagram or Facebook, whatever, uh, social media, they're, they're getting pinged of, hey, here's what's going on. That's one side of it. The complete other side is, how about all these kids in schools that don't know what BMX is and we're getting on bikes to the foundation. So what's been really neat is as the foundation has grown and it's gaining momentum, we're getting grants big enough now where every kid that goes through these programs that comes out with a membership and they can do, and it's not, it's racing and it's freestyle. So it's, uh, it's been awesome. I know, you know, Logan Wallace, um, you mm. know, he's right for Hoffman now he lives here, yep. but he was one of our, our camp counselors. And, um, when we were doing the STEM programs, he took all the kids to the gathering place and he came back, he goes, Hey man, I just taught, I taught like two thirds of them how to drop into a pool. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. So, We've learned from that. We are, we're going to be expanding those programs and, and adding, you know, more freestyle components to it as, as we evolve. And um, but I'll, I'll tell you, that's that's a wave that has kind of been uh, hard to see. But mm -hmm. now that I'm looking at metrics and I'm looking at those numbers, holy smoke. I mean, the impact these are making and, and then getting the kids to either a track or a freestyle event or say, hey, here's how you enter a digital freestyle event. You don't have to go to the live one. Um, this is going to be amazing. Again, five years, it, those numbers are going to be un unbelievable because just last year was crazy. That is one thing I was really interested to talk to you about is I feel like you have a totally different perspective than most on like the state of BMX as a whole, both as BMX itself and the act of just riding and people who ride and the industry side of things. And I'm just curious to hear where you think BMX is at right now. Because a lot of people say, oh, BMX is struggling. Then you hear a lot of people be like, well, there's so many people riding. I'm just curious to hear from your perspective. Well, and I, you know, I'm super humble in, in terms of, especially on the industry side, when I, when I talk to the manufacturers, I mean, you know, they, they are experts and they have, they have metrics I love hearing 
things, you know, because it, it, as I'm putting a puzzle piece together, at least for us, it, it helps me to know that. Um, I am always cautiously optimistic, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and, I, and I think it's more so the architecture, this 3D design way my brain is wired. Um, I, I can, I like to look at things from a different perspective. And then sometimes I, at, because of that, I come out with a, a different out, outcome. Um, but then I need the team to say, to make it happen and, and, and assemble something that will yeah. work, right? And keep things in check. So we, we push each other's limits. But what does that mean? I think I, I see so much opportunity that's untapped. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think you, anybody could say right now uh, BMX is struggling. But I would also say, too, I could take the word BMX out of it and I could say the housing, mar housing market is struggling. Right. Uh, travel is struggling. So you have to take kind of take a look at the, the state of the, the, the globe uh, and say, yeah, there's always going to be challenges and there's always going to be, um, you know, circumstances that aren't ideal, you know, so really in those, but then those always rise, there's always opportunity within those cracks. And I think that's what we have to, we have to try to identify, turn those stones over. So I think um, using that analogy, we have a lot of stones we haven't turned over. The other thing I would say too, and, and again, this is any industry, so it's not BMX related. I think the more we can work together as a whole in the industry um, and, and collaborate and have a common direction, and we don't, have to have, we don't have to be in agreement on everything, but imagine if every BMXer, whether it's freestyle, pool, park, dirt jump, race, Olympian, amateur, industry, sponsor, we all had three, every year we had three goals that we all agreed on um, and we could move forward with that. Our team had a, a forum at Grands at our HQ and I almost need to do something like this for freestyle as well, where it was, you know, just kind of a two, a, a two hour quick rundown of here are the categories of, of the business as, as we see, it doesn't mean it's right. And here's the direction we're going. And then there's a quick snippet Anybody have, you know, any quick 30,000 foot notes we should take in terms of, hey, you're missing the opportunity here or they see something. And then after that, we follow up with a link um, that's confidential where people can make comments and send it back and I can read it and it doesn't, you know, their names aren't on it. So they, they can yeah. say, hey, Shane, you suck. You're an idiot. That's cool. <laughs> I need to hear that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's not going to hurt my feelings. But um, yeah, so we started that on the, the race side and immediately I thought to myself, and some of that, there's freestyle representation too, because obviously at, at Grands you have industry leaders, right? right. That are, but I, I want to get, I want to do something similar, like almost a freestyle symposium and say, hey, you know, here's, here's what we're seeing um, and, you know, launch that. But uh, no, nah, I'm optimistic. I, I think. I think there's a lot of opportunity we have have yet to to discover. I would agree, and I feel like what you said about the USA BMX Foundation and it's kind of laying the groundwork to help out with a little bit of that at the same time, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, and I, I just caution, I caution myself, I caution my team, um, and you'll they'll, they'll they'll reiterate what I'm getting ready to tell you. I just. I'm like, yeah, just, we just got to be careful that we don't get caught into a, a groove 
and then all of a sudden we're mimicking some, a, a model that somebody else or something has been tried before. Mm-hmm. Um, we've constantly got to push boundaries and do things differently. Learn, learn the things that worked well, but by no means repeat it. Um, so, you know, that's, that's why you hear, hear us trying these things out and if they work, they do and we'll keep them. And if not, we'll dump them and try again next year. Yeah, man. So let's talk quickly about the, uh, the new building. Cause I know yeah. there, what, let's talk about the hall of fame last. Yep. <laughs> what else is there? Yeah. So you have to, I mean, this, the, the, the racetrack. So first of all, there's two buildings, um, the, the racing facility. So the racing track okay. that's under 160,000 square foot roof. So that steel structure is the biggest or widest span you can get before you have to add intermediate columns, right? So, or you have to do those big cables on the outside, right? And like an, an expo center. So it's it's pretty big. Um, and it's, a uh, you know, that's got four straightaways, Olympic elite hill, amateur hill. Um, and uh, it is a European style track. So that was something that um, I got a lot of kickback on um, and, you know, I get it, you know, the, uh, what you hear and, and the reason is just for, for those who don't know, um, there's, there are two trains of thought. You build a track and it works for 95% of the riders out there and, and it's, it's safe and a pro can get on or elite rider and, and they can, they can still make use of it. What I was hearing was, uh, our U S pros were going overseas where the tracks are European style. They're more aggressive. They're, they're, they're peakier, they're bigger, they're longer. And uh, I tend to be pretty competitive, especially I'm very protective of our U.S. riders and I mm-hmm. want to succeed both in racing and freestyle. And I, I just thought, talk to our team, Billy Allen, our national track designer and Jamie Staff, the coach. And I said, you know what? Um, we're building a European style track and, and we are. And this can't be the, 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 head, the, the track of the headquarters and just be, so it is, it's, it's technical, it's very long, 1,400 feet long. Now, here's the interesting thing. I'm not even gonna use the local racers and the regional races and the national championships we've had there to talk about how, how have people been doing on it, right? Mm. Let's talk about the foundation, right? So these are kids who've never ridden before. Oh, yeah. Literally, some of them have never ridden. And guess what? They're not having a problem with it. Yeah. So it goes back to the philosophy of, in my mind, um, you know, our, our, we're going to, we're going to, people will adapt to what you put in front of them and they'll be fine. So anyway, I don't want to get too far down on that, but it is an amazing track. And we have had riders from across the planet, fastest riders in the world, uh, come down and train both privately. Um, and you know, for our, our national championship, which we had here, the other building is our headquarters building. And it's really divided into three or four functions. You have our corporate offices in there. So uh, second floor, we've got a <laughs> literally a pump track that lives and breathes. I, I came in there and the, the team had taken it's a the, the ramps and stacked them. <laughs> so, and then they made tabletop jumps so it moves around. We're going to build a, a quarter pipe with a transition in there. So it's got open office and then we got glass offices. We got the conference room and a VIP deck that overlooks the track for events. Um, there's also um, a gym up there that was specced by USA Cycling. So the elite riders, when they come in US or foreign, uh, they can use that gym. I also let our team uh, and our, our team's family members use it whenever they want. So 
Um, then um, we have a pro shop. So that is, um, we're, still, we're still stocking that thing up, but that'll be up and running, a concession stand, uh, registration office, first aid, and then the Hall of Fame. Our, our foundation office uh, is also, the foundation is now completely headquartered out of the, headqu- headquartered out of Tulsa, um, not Arizona. So Gotcha. The, uh, and then we, of course, have the Hall of Fame, which is just, I can't even say enough. I think, uh, you know, I remember getting a text from Jamie Bestwick. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, I'm here for a gravel race. Are you around for lunch tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, what? And huh. I, still, I still today say um, that the three or four most moving experiences I, I witnessed, well, it, it's just everybody, right? But, you know, TJ Lavin, he, he got inducted into our Hall of Fame mm-hmm. uh, just watching him soak that in um you know jamie bestwick literally for two hours told me more about every single bike in there the nut the design the 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 fail it was amazing uh mike spinner walking in there and just it's like i need an hour or i just need to sit down and we just left him alone and he just justin dowell Mm. um his his perception of, of seeing that and then listening to him fire himself up and say i I got to get in here. I got to get in here. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got fuzzy hall, uh, over during our, during our hall of fame banquet going in there and, uh, seeing that. So it, you know, Eddie Fiola, so it's, um, I mean, everybody, um, Bob Haro and it's, uh, that, that has been amazing. Cause you never know. I never know who I'm going to run into. Um, yeah. Because we have surprise visits. Wow. Yeah. I don't want to put an idea out there and while we're live on the internet, but I think it'd be awesome to come out there and just like tour the place and show people a little preview of what, like, cause anybody can go, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, you know, so Gork has moved to, he's, he's our curator now. So he's, he's actually, he's office in the hall of fame every day. Yeah, man, how cool would it? How I'd just love to come out there and yeah. like just. I tell you what, I'll, I'll, you and I can talk about that. I would love that. Yeah, let's do it. And then, uh, and then at the end, we can do a race on the track and see who. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I have a, I, I figured out a formula. So I'll, I'll ride on Wednesdays, which is just practice. And in fact, we're, we're adding, changing the schedule up, riding more races during the week. But, um, and that, that track. <laughs> It's a, I'm not an Olympian, right? So for every lap that I do, like the kids and the the, the, the race, the local races are doing five. Oh wow! <laughs> because I'm I'm up and I'm leaned against the fence and I'm just trying to catch my breath. So this might actually be like an even race here because I I'm horrible when it comes to endurance and it's oh. fun. yeah, it's fun no matter what. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So. So what's the Tulsa BMX scene like? It's growing. Uh, one of the top, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, we track memberships and things like that. So one of the, one of your top 10 tracks in the United States uh, thus far. Um, and that's, that's with eh, roughly eight, mm. eight and a half months of operations. Cause again, we didn't open until um, the spring break. So no, and then, you know, we've got, you know, the, the local races here have been smiling because they, they keep saying we're training on this, and then we're going other places, oh. and uh, you know it, it's been it's been awesome to watch. So um, no, I mean I think the vibe is amazing. You know, one of the things I'm worried about, we still struggle with this because it is what it is. It's a uh, when I have families come in that have never done BMX, we have corporations that do 
they rent out our Hall of Fame and they do their board meetings, you know, in mm. those classrooms. But 100% of the time, about 10 of them um, will ride the track. So we have loaner bikes and things like that. And, um, you know, your average person that's never done BMX comes in. And the comment I keep hearing is that, you know, I didn't know anything about BMX, but I knew the minute I walked through this, that this was the big leagues, you know, because you walk in and it's just the facility and then you got the Hall of Fame and, you know, next, here in a couple of years, we'll have the, the freestyle facility uh, adjoining, adjoining it. So, um, yeah, I think the, the locals are amazing. So now that the thing is, is how do you make it seem, how do you make something that big seem intimate? But, you know, I, th I think, I think everyone's working out. So we want to do some like unplugged events. Like, so I'm going to make something up. We have a pro or a hall of famer come in on a practice night. They do hall of fame and then they get to, um, you know, afterwards they, they go out during practice. We have a you know barbecue or we have food and then, um, answer questions or things like that. I mean, just we're, we're coming up with those type of ideas. Awesome. Uh, BMX scenes good out there too. Freestyle. Yeah. Saying yeah. I said, BMX well, yeah, you know, <laughs> out here we got we got the Quickie Mart team. In. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I swear to God, they just keep growing. I mean, <laughs> it's it's been amazing to see the momentum they have. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Uh, we had a couple of them in the chat while we were here, Draven and Steve. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, you know, Draven's dad is right. No, what? Yeah, Psycho from Matt Matt Hoffman's team. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's awesome. Yep. I, I don't know as much as I should. That's why I got to go to the Hall of Fame, because I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, what about, so, got a couple minutes to we're at an hour here, but yeah, I think I remember you talking about having some sort of BMX collection going on or something or another. Or you got, oh, you've got some stuff. Yeah, what do you got going on? Yeah, well, I mean, I got, I'm going to tilt this real quick. So, you know, I've got, I've got, some bikes here you know so those are my my s couple I got, yeah i got but then in my office um really cool story um a lot of the some of the local oklahoma legends here both in bmx and moto uh got together and i went down to the hall of fame and and uh, cash matthews and the guys had assembled a, a matthews bmx bike uh, for me which is amazing bill Curtin from our office our it director uh, old factory BMX guy and, and has a company where he does all the graphics for all these bikes, all the vintage graphics and things like that. So he actually pulled up some old uh, Matthew motocross decal kit, sent that to me for Christmas. Um, yeah. And then in my, uh, in my office, I've got dirt jumpers. My, um, you know, I've had some moto wrecks that have, uh, you, know, I've, you know, just, I've been banged up. Right. So, Whenever I ride a track, I'll uh, even even if I ride a freestyle, if I ride the pool, I'll ride a 26 inch dirt jumper with a shock on the front, just because I've got 11 plates in my arms. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, but so, so I've got my dirt jumper there, and I, I keep my downhill bike there. So I'm um, gonna do some downhill here, um, and then uh, yeah, there's one more. I'm looking at this uh, inspired 24 inch, which is kind of an urban trials bike, and. Uh, that one might show up in my office here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, two last real quick things here. Uh, you kind of hit it with just now, but like, what's BMX look like for you today, riding wise? Like for for myself, riding? Yeah. 
Oh gosh, I, I feel good. Last year I was pretty banged up. Um, you know, I'd, I'd gone to Africa on a, on a moto trip. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go check out Erzberg and go to Romania this year. Uh, banged myself up pretty good out there. Uh, so just, um, but I, as of new year's, I, I feel really, really good. So, um, I think, um, I go to Durango for a BMX trip next week, but Sunday I get back and on Sunday, I'm going to enter a, a motorcycle event. Um, and then, uh, I'll ride the track. So, you know, when I'm not banged up, I, I try to, and I film in town, I'll, I'll ride practice on Wednesday night on the, the track. And then I'll, I'll be out at, at the pool on my, my dirt jumper. Nice. So, yeah. So I have a, a bicycle trials course under my house. So well, that's <laughs> cool. rocks, the rocks and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, that's a slow, that's slow motion BMX. <laughs> yeah, but hey, I mean, some of what I do feel like looks like trials. So uh, the other thing is, I feel like we've kind of talked a lot about all of this in different places and throughout everything we've talked about today. But what do you think that BMX needs right now? Uh, you know, I, I think if I just had to use it, like I said earlier, I just think we need to collaborate more. Right. Um, I, I think. I think every everything's there. I know, um, you know, if you think about this, at least from what I'm hearing from, um, you know, the industry, and this is a COVID thing, but we, we're going to have a lot of product, you know, available. Mm -hmm. And um, we, you know, I think that's probably one of the biggest things we can do is all the writers spread the word, get other people excited. Um, I know our foundation is going to be trying to make as much use and help help those industry um, some of our industry partners move move that product into schools and as best we can. So I think you know really collaborating and and there's a that could go you could go down a whole rabbit hole with that. But I think the one thing we all want to do is get more kids on bikes, right? So yeah. I just say you know inspire and and uh, and just spread the word. I wholeheartedly agree. And uh, the the ET stunt double guy, he's in the chat right now. He says what BMX needs is tv coverage and more races on tv and youtube yeah no absolutely agree absolutely agree um there's actually an initiative to to do that uh we we just it, it's that's been interesting it's a little bit of a uphill battle but uh we're we are that's that hasn't fallen between the cracks well shane somehow we hit everything that i wanted to talk about today in an hour and you said <laughs> you have an hour so I appreciate your time as always. Oh man, I appreciate you. I look forward to, um, you know, seeing you at the next event. And as always, anything you shoot me a text or, um, and, uh, yeah, we need to get you back out to, to Tulsa when the weather warms up so we can ride and you can do a, a tour of the hall of fame. Yes, please. So for everyone who wants to check things out, it's USA BMX freestyle on Instagram. You're Shane H Hernandez or Shane for, F Hernandez with an F. And then, uh, there's an H in there on your Instagram name. Yep. Shane H Fernandez. And is there anywhere else people could see or find stuff? I, I think, well, you know, on, um, on Instagram, at least if you're wanting to follow the HQ, it's USA BMX HQ, but then we also, and then we also have USA BMX foundation, right? So you can get a whole lot of BMX <laughs> if you want, you know, Grant, I was thinking you should just come out for the, um, the Tulsa freestyle event. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'd yep, love to. That's a that's a pretty that's a pretty mellow time of year in terms of just the weather. It'll be a good time. So um, anyway, we'll talk some more. Let's talk about it. So thanks, Shane. I appreciate no, you and uh, appreciate have you a good day. Yeah, take care. Boom.